Hello and welcome back to Inside the USFL uh, podcast, giving you an inside look at the USFL from someone on the inside. To my right, if you're watching the video version, is Jordan McRae, Birmingham Stallion Center. I am Zach Bruner. And practices obviously just started in the USFL this past week. How are things starting out, Jordan? Do you like, uh, are you getting in a schedule yet, a rhythm, or is it still pretty fresh out there? Uh, no, uh, we're about, we just had our second day of pads today, so we're getting into a schedule. Uh, things have been going good, uh, really gelling with the guys, especially on the offensive line, and um, doing a lot of good things in practice and uh, having fun out there. I would assume it's a lot of new, and we mm-hmm. talked about, uh, I think just last week, about building chemistry with people pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. Do you think that is, you know, actually forming pretty quickly, cause since you guys are basically all living together with each other? Yeah. A lot is the chemistry developing quicker than you know, say maybe some past football leagues or something. No, yeah, I definitely think so. And because it's such a, a small group already, like, um, we only have eight offensive linemen in the room and uh, a lot of really good guys, talented players as well, but um, guys with some character too. So, gelling really well. Um, even after the end of the day, a lot of the guys come in here will go over plays. And um, just talk about some of the experiences we had playing already. So it's it's been going good so far. So eight offensive linemen mm-hmm. talking practices and pads. Are you mostly doing individual work? Are you going up against the D linemen or what's that look like? So we got to be obviously a little bit more careful because it's not a, like a full camp. You know, in, in a lot of other leagues, you'll have 15 guys or something like that, a full three lines. So guys have to be versatile. Um, we do do a lot of individual and stuff on air, but um, we have to get after it too. So we have uh, two or three team periods a day, just making sure everybody's playing hard but staying safe, nobody on the ground, things of that nature. So, But it's been going well so far. Guys are taking care of themselves and taking care of their teammates, so it's been good. Has there been any – again, we talked about this before, about people showing up to camp in shape. Has there been any mm-hmm. sort of searching – uh, to figure out if everyone's in shape or you doing a lot of conditioning or is it truly like, Hey, we don't have a lot of time. We got to install the offense. We got to do all this stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's hard to tell, but um, we had a conditioning test. That was a, like a league wide conditioning test. Okay. Everybody pretty much passed it. So, and, um, and we really just got to get in shape by, by playing. So, but most of the guys yeah. came here in shape already, especially from our team. Um, Everybody's been doing well. And I guess maybe you wouldn't know. It's more of sort of the back end stuff. Um, Is there like a player pool of players that haven't been drafted? Maybe they're technically USFL free agents. Like, is there people on short notice? Are there people down in that Birmingham bubble just waiting for a call? Do you know? Yeah. So from from my knowledge, the anyone who wasn't drafted but was in the pool was uh, notified that they were um, going to be on the short list and to stay healthy and and you know we're going into the camp with a short amount of bodies so if anything happens then they would be the first people that would be called so the people from uh, the draft pool that weren't drafted were are essentially on the short list. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, uh, we got a question here from Andrew Squire on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I guess we can talk about the entire practice schedule. You talked about a little bit beforehand about how, uh, you know, there's certain teams get certain slots and you take a yeah. bus over there. Uh, his first question, though, 
is uh, what do you and maybe some of the other guys like to do on the bus rides to practice? Uh, is it a long bus ride or what is the it's entire not too process? Bad. Uh, we have the farthest, the furthest drive. Most most places they're going to are, are like 20 minutes away. So I know one of the sites is Miles College. Um, I forget the other site. And we go to um, to Hoover High School to practice. And um, sometimes we'll go to Legion Field also. Legion Field is one of the spots as well. That's like 10 or 15 minutes away. Hoover is about 25 minutes. And a lot of the time guys are joking, um, at least from our team standpoint, uh, the topic of the discussion the last couple of days is uh, who's the GOAT in basketball. Um, a lot of LeBron fans, a lot of Kobe fans, a lot of my MJ fans, but uh, that's really all we've been talking about. But but just uh, just stuff to take your mind off football. And then obviously that's after practice, but beforehand the guys are really going through plays and looking at the script, seeing, making sure that their assignments are going to be right and things of that nature. Okay. And you talked about before that there were going to be some scrimmages before actual mm. games. Do you know when those are yet? Um, there hasn't been like a specific date told to us, but what I've heard is the uh, the last Thursday before camp. So I'm not sure what date that is. I think it's like the 6th or the 7th. Um, sure. We're supposed to be scrimmaging or not even scrimmaging, just a joint practice with another team. So like one-on-ones, uh, team drills, inside runs, stuff like that. Is what I've heard so far, but nothing set in stone. Okay, yeah, those will be big just to figure out where you guys actually are. Yeah, for um, sure. I wasn't going to talk about this yet, but not now that we're talking about where you guys are, I'm a mm-hmm. big sports betting guy. Okay, uh, for the people listening who don't know, and Birmingham Stallions have the worst betting odds to win it all. So I need you. To, I mean, it's an early look, but let's figure this out because you win everywhere you go. We've already talked about this. Yeah. Do you think that's bullshit uh, or do you think that's an accurate assumption? I don't think it's accurate because uh, I don't know what you would exactly be basing that off of. Like yeah. maybe um, somebody thinks one quarterback is better than the next, but it takes a whole team to win. I feel like we're doing a really good job. And obviously we got to wait till the 16th to see how we stack up against some of these other teams. But I'll put up put us up against anybody at this point, you know, how our team is flowing. Okay. All I hear is that they're giving me more opportunity to make more money. So I'm just going to do that then. I'll exactly. put that bet in. <laughs> uh, also from Andrew on Facebook, and not mm. to, I guess, throw anybody under the bus, but who, which teammates are you getting along with best so far? Um, I'd have to say, like, my whole group of offensive linemen. So Cam is playing right next to me, Cam Hunt, uh, Marquez Tucker, uh tank ryan pope ryan pope is a character um matt snow o'shea and um and harp all them all them guys are really good guys good football players too and very versatile so um it just makes for a better room when all, all guys know what they're doing what everybody's doing and can just hop in and hop out so all those guys are real good guys so i would say those those seven uh versatile we've talked about you uh, before being, I guess it might have been the conversation from a couple of years ago, but uh, mm-hmm. you really worked on some pass set stuff when you were playing indoor yeah. uh, to complement your running game. Do you think the offensive line as a whole leans a certain direction in terms of this is we're going to pound, uh, we're going to you know come at you, or do you guys think you specialize in that pass pro? Um, I feel like we have, a, for the most part, a balanced offensive line. Like whatever is going to be called for us to do that day, 
um, depending on what the defense is going to give us, uh, we're going to be able to accomplish. We got a really balanced group up front, um, guys that are good, maybe specialize in one area, but that, that doesn't mean that they're lacking in the next. So um, whatever is called for us to do, we're going to be able to do. How much experience in past leagues or how much responsibility has been put on you to make those calls at the line? Has it been mostly you in these leagues or has it been the quarterbacks like calling out the mic and stuff? Um, we're we're going to be working together. Um, and when I played in the XFL, it was mostly all me. Um, but now um, the quarterback has to know a little bit about why we're making these calls. So nine times out of 10, he'll probably make it before I do. But at the end of the day, he has to say so. So if I make a call that I feel is right and he sees something different, we gotta we gotta work with him. And as long as he knows where he's gonna be, has to be hot at, or where the pressure is gonna be coming from, uh, we can't be wrong. Right, right. A uh, question from we'll go Jake Osmond here, uh, one of my podcast co-hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if the USFL has talked to you guys about this at all yet. But if someone does get a call from an NFL team to go to the practice squad, to go to some of these mini camps, I guess, early on, do you mm-hmm. know what that process is like yet? So from what I've heard, and I'm not exactly sure how how it's going to go, but you're not out of your contract until the end of the season. Okay. So um, that, that falls right in line with training camp for the NFL. But if somebody called for like a mini camp invite, and maybe they'll allow it, but from what I know is that we have to play out the year and then any NFL opportunities afterwards we're free to do. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Again, especially it goes back to this, but the media rights for this league is so big. So you can't be like, Hey, uh, Packers called, I'm going to peace out, find a new starting center for Sunday. Yeah. Saturday. That'd be (laughs) bad for TV for sure. Um, Also from Jake, uh, with football being such a small world, I think we must have talked about this on a past show. Mm-hmm. Uh, how careful are you not to burn bridges with some other players and coaches? I would assume he's talking about maybe like opponents. Like yeah. if you're a talker, I don't know if you're a talker on the field, but uh, <laughs> how, how careful do you got to be not to just completely go at somebody? Um, I mean, I, I feel like well, how small of a world football is, you get you can't burn bridges, but. Talking talking trash on the field, I don't think it's burning the bridge. That's just part of the game. But, um, yeah. I mean, all, you always want to make good impressions on coaches, whether that be the coach that you're playing for or the coach that you're going against. Uh, be respectful to them. They're going to be respectful to you. So, um, yeah, I think it is very important not to burn those bridges because you never know where – who your, that coach knows that may, may be able to help you to get wherever you want to go or, you know, they – you might be able to help them vice versa, you know? So are you talking on the field though? Or not? Uh, yeah, it depends though. Like probably in the beginning of the beginning of the game or the beginning of the drive. I really only talk when I'm talked to, I try to let my pads do the talking. Sure. Gotcha. Um, from go dogs on Reddit. Uh, we'll finish up with some of his questions here. Uh, okay. But what's been the typical day schedule down there? What's been a day in the life of the USFL so far? So um, for us, at least, we uh, meet in the mornings, probably around 7.30 or 8. Um, then we have morning practices at 
and uh, breakfast is being served at all the, all these times. And um, go to practice, practice for about two, two and a half hours, make our way back here, and we'll get a little bit of a break uh, one day, or we'll have uh, weights the next day or that day. So um, I'll say about like 1230 to 233 o'clock, we're either going to be lifting or taking our break, and then we'll have about three hours of meetings to end the day. So we usually end, finish up around 6, 6.30 every day. And, they're, and they're, uh, they'll have segments for us to have lunch, breakfast, lunch, and, and dinner at all those points. Do they have gym? a gym popped up at the hotel? Or are you training at the facilities you have practice? No. Th so they actually uh, turned one of the, the ballrooms at the bottom of the hotel into a, a weight room. It's a pretty, a pretty big one, too, and that's the weight room and training room. So if guys need uh, treatment, this would be the time that they will go. And then you'll probably see another team in there lifting um, while you're getting your treatment. Cool. Yeah, that's that's nice then, actually. Oh, yeah, no, everything is just right here. So it, it has been pretty clutch. Uh, last one from him. We'll talk about at least today. And again, send questions to Inside USFL on Twitter. Uh message or send a comment in the comment section on YouTube, youtube.com slash flurry sports or in the comment section, wherever you see the episode shared to, uh, but he wants to know, uh, he asked who you play, like who you think you play, like maybe a pro comparison. Uh, but uh, is there any other lineman that you've watched over the years that you try to model yourself after that you take some stuff from? Um, I wouldn't say like a particular player, but I just see like a lot of different techniques being used and see if it fits my build because a lot of stuff that works for one player won't work for me. Like if I try to do something Tyron Smith does, who's six, seven, 300 pounds, super long arms, it's probably not going to, it's not going to fit me. I'm six, three, right. three twenty. But um, from the center position, guys that I really like are uh, Ryan Jensen, He's a really, really, really good football player. Uh, Corey Lindsley, I uh, played with in Green Bay, and and is a real strong player. And I like I like a lot of the things that he does as well. But um, if I see something that I feel like would be beneficial for my skill set, I'm just gonna try to take it and put it in my toolbox. So, um, not necessarily a particular player, but I watch everybody. And if, if I'm a fan of something you do, and I feel like it works for me, then I'm gonna try to use it. You've moved positions across the offensive line. Mm -hmm. uh, when asked, you've been versatile. How much can you take from players that play guard or play tackle? Is, are there actual techniques that you think that you can fit into your game at the center position? Yeah, for sure. Because um, you you don't know what kind of technique you're going to get on you. So, like, if I have a shade that's right on my right on my shoulder, or if I'm playing against a guy that's going to be wide, like closer to the guard on a two eye, then maybe I can use some guard techniques as soon as I snap the ball. Because once I snap the ball, I'm the same as everybody else. So I might take take some take some things that a guard would do, or take some things that maybe a tackle would do if I do have to kick out wide. But um, it just recognizing the kind of technique you're going to be playing against, and then seeing what's going to be the most successful for you and the type of player that you are. Uh, that makes sense to me. And again, we'll be back next week again. Uh, drop any questions you want answered about the USFL. You can even ask questions about other football leagues because Jordan McRae not only played in those, he dominated those. Uh, check his 
uh, Twitter bio. Uh, he has his full resume posted there. Uh, but again, this is uh, Jordan McRae. I'm Zach Bruner. This was Inside the USFL. We'll see you next week. Yeah.